Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin is not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the two McAvoy's Super Value Under 20 finals that took place at the weekend gone by. Division 2 on Saturday night finished up in an entertaining draw, and the Division 1 final came right down to injury time, took goals to win it. Um, I suppose, look, at we, we, we like to batter at you when we can, Paul, but we have to Give you a tip of the hat. Um, tip of my massive hat. A tip of your gigantic, <laughs> oversized cranium hat. Um, but you predicted a draw between Darren O'Creeve and Aaron Gales. That really was a super prediction. Darren, and it's the end of the year now. And I'm telling you now, listen back to the podcast. And I've had a hell of a year predicting. I have had a, I have I, had a good year predicting. I can't argue with you. I can't argue. You absolutely handed me my ass on, on a plate during the championship predictions. Um and this one, I, I, do you know what we should do? Calculate how many draws you actually got, right? I'd say you're up, you're definitely over a hand. I'd say you've more than five in a year. And that's a hell of a return if they're eight to one all the time. Yeah. No yeah. wonder you're a rich man. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting a new car. I'll talk, I'll talk to you about that off air. Brady's, yeah? <laughs> Brady's are, yeah. Where else would you go? Um but yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, you know what? We, we, we'll remind the listeners to, to, uh, to of your prediction from last week. So that's that's the makings of a hell of a game. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't know was extra time playable on the evening. Not uh, sure, but it doesn't state it. On the I'm gonna go for a draw there anyway. In normal time, whether whether there is extra time or not, I'm not sure. So brilliant call, absolutely brilliant call. Good game. It was a good game, considering a Saturday night it was cold. It was, a, you know, I didn't think it was a good game. Did you not? No, I thought the there finish was a great was finish. There was a great finish to it. Yeah. I suppose as a neutral, that's all you want. Yeah, it, like if you could say right, but it, like I thought it was poor for the first 40, 45 minutes. To be honest with you, yeah, it was very cold. It was really, really cold. <laughs> like yeah. Jesus, it was freezing. You know, it was a great invention. <coughs> There's these things that you get, and you can put them over your hand, and they're kind of like a clotty material called gloves. You should try them, Paul. Yeah, I was the only <laughs> one in the press box. My hands were like I was like a snowman. But uh, I, <clears throat> like, if you look back through it, it didn't get tight until the last ten minutes. Really, like there was seven points in it with about twelve minutes to go, and there was only going to be one winner at that stage. Oh no, it made for a great finish. The finish was as good as you get in any match. I'm just yeah. saying for the first three quarters of the game, I thought we were a bit disappointed. But Well, they went 4-1 up. So they had two frees from Darren McGoran. They had a good point from Jordan Galligan. Um, and they, they went 4-1 up. I think a 45 from, from Keevan McGovern was, was all that, that uh, Darren O'Creeve had at that stage. That was after 15 minutes. So they bossed the first 15 minutes. Then uh, Darren O'Creeve got it back, I think, to maybe a point... Um, two points and then a high ball came in and probably should have been dealt with fell to Michael Owens and it's a pity we hadn't a bit of footage of that like a brilliant lobbed finish the ball sort of bounced off the keeper he grabbed it 
and he couldn't do anything else. He, he hadn't really room to keep it low. I had no angles, really, you know, because the keeper was out very, very quick in, in fairness to him. So he um, just dinked it over his head oh, it and class. it was perfect. It just, just snuck in under the bar. It was a beautiful, beautiful piece of skill and then Gallagher got a point. So the, they got 1-1 one, one in first half injury time, left 6 in at half time. Yeah. Third quarter was nip and tuck. But I suppose in hindsight you could see that Derna Creva um, were growing stronger. Obviously we know that they're going to keep battling. They're a good battling team. Darren McGorn had gone off injured after 15 or 20 minutes. Um, James McCahill went off injured and George Gallagher went off on a black card. And yeah. like their class was badly missed in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Like Darren Creve looked really good the last 15 minutes. I called... I called it that um, Josh Marsden was, was, was a player to watch. He picked up Cuevin McGovern and, to be honest, had the better of Cuevin McGovern for probably 45, 50 minutes. But, my God, McGovern's finish it was absolute class. I think he got two points in the last 15 minutes, one of them an absolute worldy. <coughs> he did, and he he got he got a fr- he scored a free, um, a tough free, and then he scored... As good a point as as was scored in Breffling Park this year, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah. Like from from underneath the stand on the left wing. It was classic. It was ridiculous. It was, it was almost like caught the ball two step shot. Yeah. And know, I don't know how he generated such power and such height <laughs> from the angle he was at. It was class. It was a brilliant kick. He fisted a very important point then. That as was well. a draw. That was the draw. That was the draw. Like and then <clears throat> you came. So another mistake that Aaron Gales made. I felt that they sat back a lot when they had the lead. Yeah. Which was dangerous. It's always dangerous. I could see why they were doing it, but especially when they were losing players, they probably thought, let's just see this out. Well, that's it. They were after losing two forwards, you know, mm. so maybe they thought, maybe they hadn't got forwards on the bench really, so it was backs to come on. I, I, I wouldn't know the, the makeup of all the players, but yeah, I, I agree with you that they kind of nearly invited Darren Creve onto them. But Brendan Vesey came on, I thought he, he did well. Um, they did bring some good players on, but Dean Feely came on, I suppose he was the name on everyone's lips because he came on for Darren Creve. Now, Keane McGovern, is as good a passer of the ball as as there is in the county, I would say, yeah. playing at that level of football, without a doubt. I, I foresaw him playing with Darren Creeve a couple of years ago in under 16s in a final. I think it was against Tampa Port that went extra time. Uh, he was small at that stage. Yeah, but his passing was brilliant. It was, yeah, yeah. And he he delivered an unbelievable pass um, for Feely, like an inch perfect cross field ball. They, they had caught Aaron Giles on the break. Feely wasn't long on, he wasn't fully warmed up. By Jesus, he held his nerve and he kicked over a brilliant late point. Yeah. And that was the equaliser. So there was actually a late chance um, for Aaron Gales as well. And do you remember the clip the outside of the upright? That's right. Yeah. So there was a, there was a great finish to the game, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, it was exciting. It definitely it held its, its excitement. I I can see your point that maybe the first 45 minutes didn't didn't live up to the billing. And in that period, I... I I think, and I must l- listen back now, I think I was pre- I predicted last week that it was Aaron Gales that would win it. Mm. And I was kind of saying, yeah, look at the, you know, their the higher level of club football is showing here. Because their midfield was was dominant. I thought Finn and O'Reilly and, um, and Cormac Donoghue were in complete control. But then as the game wore on, Rory Curran started to come into it a wee bit more and, and started to just dictate in the, especially particularly in the last quarter. So it was it was a really there was a lot of very interesting battles, including Marsden on, on on McGovern. Like that was I thought that was very good because McGovern had been playing on the inside line when I when I seen them earlier on in the championship. And then obviously he he lined out wearing fourteen, but he came out the field and Marsden kinda came out far enough to him that I'm here, 
but was still helping out his backs. I thought he was intelligent enough by Marsden not to not to be completely pulled out because Quivin McGovern, while exceptionally skillful, fast, rangy, he has a, a real good football brain. You know, he'd have been thinking right if Marsden is pulled out of this back line. You know the other boys can can exploit here, and all I have to do is maybe slot in a pass yeah. inside, and and it can work. So, Marsden, I thought measured that really really well. So it was, and and he lined up a couple of people for big big shoulders. He got he those did. big hits in. He did. He got put in a couple of crunchers. Ah, he's good, hours. isn't he? He's, I was very impressed <coughs> with him. Yeah, he's he's. There's a great cut to him. Very good, aggressive player. He's the sort of player you'd like to have in your team. Like he's, supporters he's, like to see a player with aggression and who gets stuck in. And and uh, you know lays down the physical marker like, and he does that like in fairness it. to him. He that's does. the first time I've seen him playing now. To be honest, he was up for a, a college's all-star trial game I think last week or so. So you know he's obviously doing well with St Pat's McRory team as well. So it's um, it, it's good to see him. But the replay for this one um, was fixed for Wednesday night tonight. Has been changed. Yeah, it's been changed until New Year's Eve at half three, and we've been, we've a paper going to print. At half one that day, so it's not going to be in that paper now. So, unfortunately, I thought we were going to get this this uh, match report into the paper on the twenty sixth, which would have been great. Hmm. Uh, but instead, now it's going to be way back to like the ninth of January for yeah. this things, just the way it's going to fall. I believe Aaron Gales. I've been told Aaron Gales didn't want to play at this uh, this Wednesday, and uh, uh, that that. The clubs agreed to play it on New Year's Eve. That's what I've been told. Okay. I, I'm open to correction on that. Okay. Ah, well, look at like there probably is school exams going on this week, and and maybe even college exams, and maybe there's some lads can't get down from from Dublin. I'm just trying to think of yeah why you know it. I definitely know there, there's definitely school exams going on. You know, if you're a leaving cert, you'll be doing something, some sort of a school exam. Coming up to Christmas, ah, yeah, but but that shouldn't stop playing fine. Like they're not state exams; they're just sort of in in house exams. But yeah. but maybe the college ones are different. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe well, a lot so. of colleges, I think, have their exams in January now. Right, but anyway, I'm that long gone out of college <laughs> for the six months I spent in it. I, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't give an estimate on when they're going ahead. But anyway, yeah, look at it. It should be an entertaining replay. Um, we, we we'll be at it, no doubt, as we always are. But um, congratulations, both team. It was a good finish. In fairness to them, moving on to the Division One final, Sunday, Rammer United against Saint Aidan's, and uh, yeah, this was an absolutely classic finish to a game because Rammer did look the better team for the majority of the game, but couldn't just get away from Saint Aidan's. Saint Aidan's were so you know, just dogged, like you know the way to say. I remember years ago when Cavan Gales were at their pomp and you know teams were just coming together with a panel of 45 to try to get enough good players to beat them at underage level, under 21s and, and, and minors and that. Yeah. And um, there was there was kind of a phrase that, that the Gales had, had coined, look, at one club is always better than, than the pick of a few or something like that. They were kind of saying that the clubs would never gel. They couldn't gel together, that they'd, They'd have the stomach for a fight. And this St. Aidan's team gelled together and had the stomach for a fight. They were really, really good. Like when, when chips were down, when Rama went three, four points in front, St. Aidan's, you know, elevated their game, lifted themselves up again and and came back at it. And I I thought it was a really, really again, entertaining game of football. Now, the standout players were uh, Sean McAvoy 
absolute worldy of a game now, and he scored a cracking point, um, something similar to to Cuevin McGovern's, maybe not just as far out, and, and he had a bit more of a run to kicking the ball, but his speed was just frightening. There was times when lads were trying to, you know, almost dive with the foot forward to trip him so they could catch him and they still missed you know Jeez. he was just that fast you're talking about, you're talking about an exceptional athlete there yeah. like international standard underage athlete which is which is really like you know to make an Irish under 17 squad and then make a starting team for a European Championships is Mark Sherrod has a, like you must be in the top not 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 one percent of athletes there, like yeah, yeah, and and you could see it on him. And even though he tired slightly in the middle section of the game because he played with Ballina Mallard the day before, scored a goal, won a penalty, and set up a toward goal, got man of the match actually, um, in their top of the table win, I think it was. But um, it was uh, the 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 funniest, not the funniest, but a crucial moment in the game was when. I think it was Niall Fitzpatrick, midfielder for um, St. Aidan's. Time was up and um, he got a ball. They were looking to launch it in towards the, the square. And he he literally just gathered the ball two yards away from McAvoy, running at McAvoy. And there was just a difference in size. It'd be like you running over me. You know, it was just big man, small man. And, and big, big lorry always comes out on top. So poor Sean McAvoy was bulldozed out of the way and uh, I can't remember who came back and made the tackle somebody for Rammer came back dispossessed Niall Fitzpatrick by the time you know a second and a half later from McAvoy hitting the ground the ball was turned over McAvoy was back on his feet and gone with the ball just a simple hand pass in front of him and he just exploded up the field so fast the only player that could keep up with him was Garrett Mannion, who got off his shoulder, and then Ronan Patterson cut in at the back post to get the uh, to palm it to the back of the net, and it was it was game over at that stage. But Garrett Mannion was another player for me that that stood out. looked looked like he has you know top top qualities, speed probably in abundance that he he could turn on the pace and break away from yeah, the St. Well, Aidan's boys. <coughs> there was a, probably a good bit of experience from the senior final there. Like you would have had. Seanie Keoghan, I think, came on in the senior final. Ronan Patterson, Gareth Mannion. Um, yeah. Did Killian Brady come on? Possibly did too. Yeah, he was playing corner back. Now he didn't look fully fit. Yeah, I think he has been carrying an injury. And how did Patterson get on? Patterson had a good enough game. Not not as good as I'd have expected, to be honest. Um, he like like got a, got the goal at the end, and and but just he was kind of alternating between full forward and midfield, and never really got fully into it. Now, having said that, well, Liam Maguire started in at full forward. He ended up with four points. Uh, you know, and he kind of had and one of the those, captain. Yeah. It sounded like he had a very good game. He did. And it was one of those games where if somebody had said to me straight after the game, who played well, I'd have said Mannion, McAvoy. And then the more I thought about it, Liam did so many simple things correct. You know, tagged on four points. One was a free three from open play, crucial, and constantly throughout the game. It wasn't as if he had a big, exciting burst. You know, he scored one point on the right foot that was just absolutely brilliant. You know, yeah, difficult he's a lovely striker of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And by I all accounts, Tiernan Riley had a brilliant game, did he? Tiernan Riley was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Now, him and Shane Sexton combined well, and I'm, I'm the, the Shane Sexton champion here, but Shane Sexton didn't play as well as I thought he would have. Um, you know he was in a good battle and and he still played well, but 
his main role was probably su- supplying Tiernan Riley, which he done very well, I have to say. But Tiernan w- was was excellent. But probably the score of the game came from another St. Aidan's man, Keen Smith. And this was a goal that I'm just so disappointed I didn't have a phone out or something to record it. Now, I don't think either side, I was looking over to me left and right to see was there any video. I don't think either side got it. But he got a ball under intense pressure by his marker, running out from the town end goals um, to the 45. And on the 45, with, with a man breathing down his throat, he kind of caught a ball on a half bounce. And as quick as he possibly could, like a hair, he just torn and the defender was gone. Now, what it showed up was that he's not actually the quickest. He's not very slow, but with a real quick torn, he got a yard away from his man. And within maybe 15 yards, his man had made it up on him. So he was under pressure from behind while soloing in on goal. Now, he only had one thing on mind. This was going for goal. Two defenders kind of came to him and he sold a brilliant dummy on one that feigned to go to the left foot that opened up a load of space out to his right foot. And as he got to the 13 metre line, he just placed it into the bottom corner. It was Owen Mulligan's goal against Dublin without the fake hand passes. What know? a goal. But a brilliant goal. Fair play. Except he didn't hit the top corner, which I think is better. Because the top corner is dodgy, bottom corner is perfection. You, you, you're, you're more <laughs> accurate. I'm the coach in this one as well. You know, I thought Keen, Keen Smith, absolutely brilliant goal. And he had, he had forced a, a turnover on Rammer as well at one stage um, against, I can't think who it was, but again, really brave, good, honest little player. Now, he's, he's a player worth watching. Um, definitely will be an advantage to Coothill as he gets older. Yeah, I think there was there was Coothill were dominant on, in terms of numbers on that squad. So it's a good boost to all those clubs to get to a under twenty division one final at the end of the year. They didn't win it, but to be rubbing shoulders with the the Rammers of the of this world is is good going. Yeah, definitely is, definitely is. They'll they'll take a lot of heart from it. So it should be a, it should be. A, it should be a, a booster for them next year as they all go into their, their club leagues and club championships. But um, And I asked, actually I caught up with um, the Rammer United captain, Liam Maguire, at the end of the game. I'm with Rammer United captain, Liam Maguire, after a titanic battle, I suppose six-point win, but it was the two goals at the end that yeah. really sealed it. Yeah, I suppose six points doesn't really tell the story of the game. It was, it was nip and tucks right. There's never a stage where we're more than one or two points to get ahead until maybe the last few minutes there. They're a serious side now. There's some serious players. Uh, we know, knew the threat their forward line had, and thankfully we were able to quell it for most of the game. They were still dangerous. Um, but it was a serious effort from the lads all year. I was just delighted, delighted to get the win today. Uh, and just... Yeah. It, it, it was a brilliant game for a neutral to yeah. watch because it was nip and tuck the whole way and just when you looked like you were going to get away they pulled back at you yeah. but instead of lying down your boys kept on fighting yeah yeah. we always knew that there was going to be a threat and look we knew with the record they had in previous games that they are probably going to get a goal at some stage so as soon as they got to go we knew we had to react straight away get the ball down the pitch and thankfully we were able to get a goal and then another one straight after that, that finished the game but uh, it was a titanic battle right? Uh, it was a serious effort from all the lads today and tried to so Looking at it now, you're, you're, you're 10 days out from Christmas, but there's no lack of joy playing football this time of year. No, Sherlock, it's days like these that you play football for. Uh, no matter how late in the year it is, it's just brilliant to win with a group of lads that you grew up with, and it's a brilliant feeling. Uh, uh, delighted, like, with it. Uh, yeah. You still enjoy Christmas, but yeah. knuckle down then and get into the Ulster Championship in the new year. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that one as well. It's a, be some big battles ahead, and it'll be great, great level of football to be playing at. And yeah, something to look forward to then in the new year. We'll be straight into it in January. Well done, Liam. Great way to finish the year. Cheers, Amy. It's interesting, Paul, 
you know, I, I asked him there about playing this time of year and, you know, he's happy. He, he He's after winning it. And I'd say if you said to the St. Aidan's boys as well, with the benefit of a couple of days now, you know, I, uh, did you enjoy that on the 20 competition? I'd say they did. Mm. You know, because they're playing football. And while the under 20 competition, people are saying, oh, Jesus, terrible this time of year playing football. It's more about football. They don't do a huge amount of training for it. They, they play the games. Mm. They might do one training a week and they play the games. You look at Kerry there, like the, you've got their divisional competitions are, are on the way at the minute. Yeah. Like the, you have the North Kerry Championship and the South Kerry Championships. Like the North Kerry final is often played on Stephen's Day. Like the Kerry are very good at football, but they're playing off a lot of football. And, and it's games. Yeah, it's games and games you know, and games. Like the Dublin Division 1 league final was played last night. Right. Yeah. Um, Gee, I, John Small kicked the winning point. I... I Personally, think that, that we we could do that in Cavan if well, we focus we have to, on we games. Have to be careful because we were the lads that were that were moaning about it that that the leagues had to be finished before the championships and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, but well, what so, what what I what I mean more than anything is that that it's you know a different type of football. So as in the the under twenties, I I think you know I don't know if it's that bad this time of year, but why not why not do a regional championship? Why not do uh you know as in not not that it's not the way Kerry do a regional championship, but why not this time of year play games week in, week out with with five regions or six regions across the county and you, you're just meeting up, you're playing the game and, and off you go again. So it's not everybody is going to be involved in it, but that the players who maybe could, could go on to another level are going to be involved in it. And therefore, it's almost like, you know, county trials. It could be used as that sort of an idea. If you played mm. five games, five weeks in a row, you know, and then maybe uh, the top two go into a final on Christmas week, some stage, and and there's some form of a of a, you know, give them you know sponsor it in some way that it that it's attractive. I, it could just give you more football, which playing more games is going to make you a better footballer. So, you know, yeah, I, I I agree on the face of it, but then then you could say, well, getting a month off is going to make you a better footballer because. If you've played for eleven months, you do need a month to recharge the batteries. Well, true, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a tricky one. Like, but I think they've done well to get the, the under twenties are probably a group that didn't have enough football. So yeah, I think it's I think that's gone well. That's been a good competition, and like it hasn't gone right into the well. It has been supposed with the division two final. It's wrong on, but the, only for that draw, like it would have been wrapped up. Yeah, week, is, week before Christmas, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also caught up with the Ramy United manager, Colin Murphy. Joined by Rammer United manager Colin Murphy after a, a really good win here in Keyes Club You must be delighted. Yeah, absolutely. It was a um, serious game of football. Uh, like Went right down to the wire and look at, we're lucky enough to come out the right side of it, but really proud of the lads. Um, they really put it in great shift the last couple of months and they got their just result. Just rewards today. Had you seen much of St. Aidan's building up to the game? Um, saw them against Crush Law in the last group game and we were under no illusions that they were a very, very good side. Very physical, dogged team. Um, never threw in the tail. You can saw, saw that today as well. So um, look at four clubs. We always knew they were going to be very strong and look at, I think Liam alluded to it there, the captain, uh, that um, 
we expected nothing less and they put up a serious battle and we were just lucky enough to come out the right side of them in the end Yeah, when it came down to the battle and the crucial stage your, your boy stepped up yeah. and, and done brilliant but some crucial players with speed Sean yeah. McAvoy Gareth Mannion yeah. just really explosive displays by them Absolutely, look that's what we said like the open fields in Breffney Park really suited a few of those lads so um, look that's why we wanted to kind of open up the middle and let those lads run and I think it worked really well today and probably did just have a bit more pace all around the field than St Aidan's and maybe that was just the difference on the day then you know Yeah looking at the first half four missed goal chances did you think the chance were going? Yeah I did yeah it was, it was one of the things we said that you know we, we do have a bit of a tendency to sometimes force goals a little bit and sometimes they come off, sometimes they don't. Maybe there's just one or two times there we took the wrong option, but um, look at the young lads, they learn and when, when it came really into the melting pot there was two very good finishes there from Ronan and Connor. so look at we're very proud of the lads extremely proud of them obviously now you push on into Ulster where it jumps up to an under 21 grid do you, do you gain many players for that? I think just two from, from what I know uh, Matty McGee and Connor Farley I think they're the only two that were gaining from that yeah okay, well, no doubt you'll, you'll get knuckling down after Christmas and start to prepare yeah absolutely yeah we'll give them a few weeks off and it's been a long year especially you know seniors getting to the final and you know training since last January February so look at, I think they deserve a bit of a rest now on the management team as well Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So I just want to bring listeners' attention to um, an interview we have coming up on Friday on the Die Hard Service. Former Cavan footballer and author of The Green Platform, Declan Coyle, will be in studio with us and uh, we're going to have a good, long, in-depth conversation with that man. Anybody who's ever heard him knows that it's going to be a positive conversation. You're going to come away from listening to that podcast full of life and enthusiasm and and, and ready to go at whatever battles you're facing. So, um, yeah, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan and subscribe to the Die Hard service if you want to hear that one over the weekend. What's often forgotten about Declan Coyle is that he was no mean footballer. Like He won the Ulster Championship in, in 69 at full forward with Cavan. Right. Um, Charlie Gallagher to his corner. Yeah, like he, he actually held his place all through that championship and um, Charlie was dropped like in the early rounds of it and, and Coyle was picked he was a seminary student at the time he was about 21 mm. and like he could have won an All-Ireland medal that year very yeah. very easily Cavan were beaten in a replay in the semi-final so like he, he didn't play any football after that because he went off for the priesthood that's right um, But he started 69 he was telling me with obviously beaten down in the Ulster final which was, was great and he finished it off in the Philippines where he was looking at kids dying with hunger. Mm. You know, I talk about, he, he was in one extreme to the next, beating the All-Ireland Champions. Right, I think right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Beating the All-Ireland Champions and then seeing the, 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 the horrible element of the world where not everybody is equal. You know, he said it, it was life-changing in, in him. So, obviously, yeah, but look, he's full of so many stories like that. You uh, know, I spoke to Colin McIlarney, um, the great Darren player. He was a young player on that Darren team that year. He won an All-Ireland medal in 68. And he was he told me that Sean O'Neill, uh, the great Darren legend, 
at training on the Thursday night before that was the final down with the All-Ireland Champions he pulled everyone in into a huddle and he was absolutely going mad and he goes lads who are we fucking playing Sunday and the boys were like right I get the point because he said Cavan were the team that they hated to play because cause even though they were the All-Ireland Champions he said the phrase he used was breathing fire he says Cavan were coming down there and he said it was all we could do to try and beat them he said yeah. they just they just went to tear us limb from limb yeah. and he, he was telling me that and I was like go on <laughs> but uh, that was that Cavan team that Declan Coyle played on so that's the ground that he would have got as a footballer like class absolute class and, and, and now you have the other end when Eamon McGee can write in the paper that we're soft yeah yeah and not the only one I actually yeah. was looking up like Jim McGuinness says it's a time Cavan players stood up and were men yeah um, so like that that impression is out there in Donegal anyway but um, definitely, definitely speaking of Charlie I suppose you should give it a plug only seven yeah. days to Christmas I think is it, and do you know what? Yeah, we're what day? We? Yeah, we're seven days. Seven Christmas days. Day. Christmas. That's it. That's it. So and it's only a week. So get in touch anyone who'd like a signed copy, um, ideal Christmas present, and yeah. if you can message we or Cavan or message me on social media, we can arrange that. No problem. Yeah, definitely. If you're around Cavan Town, um, you can you can get a signed copy of Paul. And if you're if you're not, they're on sale in Coot Hill, in Hannigan's, in MJ's, and in Foy's and in Argus. They're on sale in Shercock in the Daybreak. They're up in. Pat's shop in Kingscourt. They're in Virginia in McAvoy Super Value. They're in Fitzsimons and Eddie O'Reilly's. They're in Ballard James Duff in Skelly's and in Finton Cronin's. I'm just trying to think where else they are. They're in Kinelec in the XL shop. Um, Ballinia, they're in Tom Moore's and in Gavin Centra. They're out in Lynch's in Mullahorn. They're in Lynch's in Arva. Um, and Lynch's Easton's in Cavan Lynch's Easton's in Cavan Kiernan service stations in Cavan as well Cully service station in, in Cavan Brian Seagriff and Bill Torbett they're all over the county I don't, I don't think I've left anybody out hopefully not but they're in all those shops so head in 15 quid you, you couldn't have better value so you couldn't for a Christmas stocking filler um, we've talking points talking points coming up yeah big talking point and this is something that I have been told, I haven't put it in the paper yet, but I've been told that this is going to happen, is uh, Kia Mackey to go and train Den. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about it, and I, my sources in Den tell me it's likely. It's likely. I've heard the same, and... and it looked like it was off the agenda a week or ten days ago, now seemingly, I know for a fact that he has met, met them. met them, yeah. Um, and he has told people that he's not playing for Castle Rath next year yeah, so which is which is a shame and it doesn't appear like he's going to play county football again which which probably in the in the bigger scheme of things that's the end of an era look at I did my review of the decade last week in the paper and he was my player of the decade uh, that's something we have to we have to debate we'll do that before the end of the year we anyway. should because like while I can't argue with you, I'll ma- I'll make an argument. No, you will argue with me. I'll I'll do me damnedest. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here. Yeah. I'll find a way. He, play, he played in the first game, championship game of the decade against Fermanagh. He played in the last one against their own. So did Martin Riley. Ah, class. Um, you know. So, but it, let's, let's just see now. We have a new chairman. The board. If Kia Mackey's not playing anymore for Cavan, that needs to be recognised. He heard that Paul Brady talked about it last week. Yeah, yeah. Players like that have given that kind of service can't be allowed to slip away. There needs to be a debrief, basically. That's Bring him it. in, sit him down, find out what's where things are going well, where things are going wrong, and yeah. 
Um, just get get some and, valuable and information and publicly acknowledge his services. And I, I think that that has to change within within Cavan. We 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 haven't done that because it looks like Shawnee Johnston has played his last game. He he's probably done for Cavan. You know that's just let go as well. Mark McKeever it happened. There's Mossy Core maybe. There's too many good players that didn't get the recognition. They should be brought out onto Kingspan Breffney and a presentation during a league game or something, say thanks for your service and get a standing ovation from from the Cavan supporters who love to watch them play. What will happen what happens is it builds resentment <clears throat> in the players. There's bitterness when a player is just discarded or let let slip away as well. And you don't want to lose that you don't want to lose their expertise. You don't want any bad feeling there towards yeah. towards how their intercounty career ended up. Plus the, these lads deserve it. Yeah. But um so that, that that's the talk is that Keane is going to Den, so that's going to be very interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on that. And, and I mean no disrespects to Den, but I hope it's not true. I, there's more in him to play for Castlerahan, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want that to be the end of Keane Mackey. I want to see him play some more football, personally. Well, like he showed this year for Cavan that that he's still one of the best players in the county. To impact the game, yeah. there's few better than him. Yeah. Uh, which brings on to the next point, and this is Lara Man has got in touch again. Lara Man Lara says, Man. any idea what the county panel is looking like, Lara, about, um, he just wants all Lara. Yeah. Just grow, like Garold McCarran and Faulkner and like 25 Lara. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, uh, you it, heard it, much on Lara players in. I know Jack McKenna was in and out. He, 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 I know he stayed too long, unfortunately, which I'm disappointed in. I, I, I thought Jack McKenna has what it takes and, and just he's opted out. So, yeah, would you like to, would you like to see his GPS I'd love to see his GPS <laughs> like, How many men in the county can cover the ground that he can cover <laughs> in the size that he is? Like he's 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 a monster of a man too. But anyway, um, I'm not going to see his GPS stats, <laughs> Mickey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it brings back to the point though. Like we're talking about Kia Mackey. Is he there? Is he not? Name the panel. Put it, put an end to this uncertainty. Yeah, reward the lads who are there who are putting in the effort to say you are on the Cavan panel well, now. Do you know what else this is doing? Not naming the panel. It's leaving this speculation that you're and, and people then start to talk. Oh, jeez, I heard Joe Bloggs is off the panel now, and then Joe Bloggs hears it back, and all of a sudden there's this constant rumor of people dropping. And even if it's not Joe Bloggs, it's it's Mark Bloggs then who's kind of going, oh, jeez, I'm hearing he's thinking about leaving. Maybe I'll think about leaving. Name the bloody panel. Yeah. Just get it out there. These are boys that have committed to Cav and let's give them a pat on the back. Let's keep encouraging them to stay in there. And you're, you're doing no like favours by hide, hiding this panel. Yes, completely. If you're if you're a county player, it should be acknowledged publicly and the, the reality is that you will adjust your behaviours accordingly exactly. if, if you know that everyone sees you as a county player now. Yeah. Uh, wh- whether it's subtle or conscious or, or unconscious. Um, yeah, so we don't know. We don't know. No, it hasn't been named. Monaghan have named one. Haven't, haven't. Next one. Will Edge King play the charity match in Sudan this year? Don't know. Can't, don't know. Is, are there ambulances available? <laughs> that's 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 the one. Like, Enough for Edge. <laughs> Enough for Edge. No, not for Edge. Um, yeah, geez, I'll tell you what. If if he does, you see participation probably goes down. If if Edge King plays, people probably go, "Jeez, look at this." St. Stephen's Day. I'm I'm not going to get clipped, you know. But if he doesn't play, then there's probably huge numbers. Next talking point, Philip McCarroll just opened a new clinic in town. We give him a shout out and wish him the best of luck. Very, very best of luck Top indeed. Man. And and you know what? He I was just actually chatting to him the other day and we were talking about how 
there's a change if you if you roll your ankle if you do you know uh, you know or a, a, a bruising of any sort do you remember years ago it was you know elevated ice it compression compression yeah. that's all gone now yeah yeah apparently so he was filling me in on this that what do you do now basically you keep movement in it so as quick as you can, you walk on it. You 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 keep rotating the ankle. You put pressure on it. Apparently, it's it's down to if you elevate it, ice it, and compress it, the brain thinks, Jesus, there's something wrong down there, and and actually sends more blood to bruise it and protect it when it when it may not need it as much. So essentially, they're they're, they're getting rid of all that. So you don't raise it, you don't elevate it, you don't ice it, you don't compress. Well, I'm not too sure if you don't compress it, but you definitely keep movement in it, which Philip McCardle filled me in on. So if you go to his clinic, you're going to get a lot of that sort of information. We're double bluffing our own brains here, as I was just saying. Exactly. Can we, can we not go and tell our brains, actually? <laughs> Ignore that last thing. I told you. <laughs> exactly. There are brains. <laughs> uh, more senior players leaving inter-county panel. What can be done to hold on to our best players? Next next one, Cavan yeah. panel. Three question marks. Yeah. Mackie to Dent. We've covered. Mackie, new trainer for Dent. We've covered. Pat Clark, referee in a under 20 final. That's the Division 2 final. I thought it was fine. I thought there was a. I thought maybe, maybe Aaron Gale's got it tight to get some freeze at one point. Yeah. Maybe he was evening it up a wee bit unconsciously to himself. But I thought overall he wasn't terrible. Like. No, no, I, I, I thought, thought, he, thought, thought he did okay. I didn't think it was as bad as, as the people sitting in front of us did. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of Some the Torbert fans were, were losing their shit altogether. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think he had a terrible bad game. A couple of mistakes, but I'd, I'd forgive a mistake. Knockbrides, Kieran Smith in with the seniors. That's coming from a Knockbride man. That could be a wind-up. We'll throw it out there on you. Okay, uh, definitely no information on that. Finn on O'Reilly call into Cavan senior hurlers. Coming from Mullahorn man. Another wind-up, maybe, maybe not. Could be, I think he's a good enough hurler. Uh and another interesting comment is another key man walking away from the panel. So I have messaged that fella back to ask him, who are you talking about? But I don't know, did we did we discuss the fact that Conor Reel's not on the panel? Don't think we did. And essentially what it looks like we're looking at now is from the panel, from the from championship of last year, we can confirm Killian Clark is gone. Yeah. We can confirm Dara McVitie is gone for early stages anyway and Conor Moyna well I believe Dara has said that he's gone for the year isn't he I believe so but you might come back you just wouldn't know with yeah. that but having said that you know what we what we can confirm is you know January, February probably into March Dara's not going to be about and, and I believe that Conor Moyna's um, told that he's not going to be around for the year either just, just as an aside I was talking to an inter-county footballer um who played Sigerson football alongside Darren Mafiti, not from Cavan. Yeah. And he said to me, the best player he has shared a pitch with. He says, You don't believe he says we still he says, You think he's good. Cavan still haven't even seen the best of how good that fella is. He mm. says he is he said he's unbelievable. Yeah. So that'll that'll tell you what we were missing out on with Dara McVitie not being there for the for the coming season. Go yeah. Ahead, sorry. Yeah. Connor Rehill is gone. Stepped away. That's that's one now that's disappointing because uh, he came in last year and he was a great find. Yeah. He would, like to come into the team and to nail down a place, to play in the Ulster final. A lot of players go a few years without getting those things, but um He got a world of experience. Look at playing division again, one. It's his own prerogative, like he's playing he's playing Sigerson football, I think. Uh so he probably has a lot on his plate. Maybe he'll come back later in the season, but um 
like a, a really a really good player like and of a profile of an age profile that, that we need to be holding on to you'd imagine and another player that's gone is Thomas Galligan who played in the championship last year I understand yeah well I've heard that too but again you see the speculation when there's a vacuum like that lack of information there's going to be a lot of speculation going about um, yeah yeah but I have heard that yeah that Thomas Galligan's not part of the panel either so yeah, you're talking and about Key and Mackey so yeah, are we up on six or seven championship players? Well, you're talking about Gadigan, uh, Rahal, Mina, Clark, McVitie, Mackey. Mackey. Yeah, that's, six, that's six, six players who played championship. That's five starters from the Ulster final and, and another starter from the Tyrone game. Yeah. So like, that's a tour, let's say of your best 18, 20 players, that's a third of them. Uh, that's That's a huge blow, like... I, it, it's going to be very, very hard to fill that gap. Well, you like Darren McFeedy, Killian Clark, they're irreplaceable like, in this county. That's just it. Yeah, yeah, can't really argue. And and probably Key and Mackie Connor Mine on, on last year, oh, yeah. on their season of last year. like so. And then two young players that you'd be hoping will be learning their trade and, and building up and getting better. You know, And no disrespects to either of their clubs, they're not going to get better. You know, as in to the level of county player by not being part of a county panel. Mm. You know, they they could become better club footballers, but they'll not they'll not be exposed to inter county standards of of competition, and therefore there there's a ceiling on how far they can go currently while they're with the club. Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, I haven't been talking to Mickey Graham in a while. Like, I suppose when the season starts, I'll be talking to him again. But it's it's. Yeah. We've made I'd love contact. To know what the mood is like in the camp. Yeah, we've made contact. We're hoping to get an interview between now and Christmas. Um, we have made contact. It's just getting getting the time to um, to to suit Mickey that, that that we can get it in. So we we hopefully will, and we can ask him these questions because I'm sure he's disappointed that he hasn't got the tools that he wants. But he can't. He, he very well can come out and 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 appear disappointed. No, and like you have to remember uh, what McVitie said uh, a couple of years ago. McVitie always gave you a good quote, like, and uh, when I contacted him in the first year of McLean, I was asking about players stepping away, and at that time it was, you know, Givney, Keating, players right. like that. Yeah. Um, like, who should still be there, like. Yeah. Do you know, the team, we, the team we could have compared to the team we will have uh, on paper is disappointing, but he said, if they don't want to play with Calvin, we don't want to play with them. Yeah. And you know, now you it know, applies. Now it applies to himself and probably to four or five other leaders of the team, which is yeah. which is unfortunate because uh, those lads are irreplaceable. Mickey Hannon made the point to me recently that that Mickey Graham has got to keep the door open. Yeah, Do you know, I I think that that's probably a crucial part of it. And, and I but but the, they're, they're training so hard. And I could see what they're trying to do. Killian Clark said to me in that interview after he he uh, stepped away from it that they're trying to change the culture. Yeah. In there, so they're they're trying to, by all accounts, they're they're working extremely hard. So maybe they're saying you're not in from the start. You don't come back in. Doesn't matter if you're David Clifford. Yeah, and I, and I can understand that mentality yeah, so too. Yeah, you know, but I I think I think that. I don't know. Find, finding that balance is a very difficult thing, and I think it may have gone from last year, where it 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 wasn't, it didn't appear like it was as intense as it is now, to now it's it's 
it's almost scaring players off it. But I don't know. I if if it if it's the workload is scaring players off, then I don't I I don't blame the workload. I have to be honest. You know, I I think if you want it bad enough, you're willing to go through anything to do it. You know, it's 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 like that in my head anyway. But then you were listening to Doctor Moina talking about um, about training this time of year. Was it what, was it on a podcast or what was it? Uh, yeah, Niall, Niall Moina. He was talking about it off the ball, and he was kind of saying that it's it's counterproductive to be training uh, really hard at at this time of year, like to to like you know this sort of thing of running people to the point of puking and stuff like that, but. I, I was actually talking about this the other day to someone. Um, I, I was a fellow I know is involved with a team that a, a college's team that a Dublin player is involved with, and he reckoned that his his level of athleticism is astonishing. And I was telling this to another fella, and uh, your man goes, "Ah, it's easy to be an elite elite athlete when you're not running around the whole co- country trying to get the training." Yeah. Well, I I I said, "Hold on, like." Well, it's not easy, but it's easier. It's a bit easier, but yeah, yeah. like. I just sent him this quote from Katrina McKernan, which which I really thought was, I always would go back to this. Um, bearing in mind, like she went, she came from Cornerfane, yeah, not an athletics hotspot by any means, <laughs> definitely, and not. to become an absolute world class athlete. Uh, she says there are too many distractions. Dervla, my daughter, is a typical example. She has all the facilities. She has my support. She has people to train with. I didn't have any of that. I trained by myself. My mother and father used to say, don't be going out, you're killing yourself. I think it's an, in- an inner drive if you really want to do it. That's my belief because I did it from sheer drive, commitment, will to do it, the hard work. You can't coach it. You can't. It's in you. You can either call it an addiction or a disease or whatever you want, but it's in you and you can't pass that on to anyone else. People can make excuses. You can, co- you can encourage people and you can say all these things to them, but it only lasts for a certain amount of time and then they drift again. It's built in. You're born with it. People criticize that we talked about facilities and support. People criticize and say that they don't get supported. But again, I'm speaking from my own experiences. I lived in the arse end of nowhere and she was laughing at that point and I wanted to do it. Nobody can build that drive in you. You have to do it. Money isn't going to do it for you. Facilities aren't going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself. You have to make that breakthrough through sheer hard work and commitment and dedication and just blocking everything else out. That's what I believe. Other people would argue you need finance, that you need to be going away on training camps. But far away, hills are green. You can do it anywhere. If you really, really want to do it and you have the talent and have the ability, I believe you can do it anywhere. Right, I'm going for a run. <laughs> it's just last though. That, 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 in, now, and maybe my ears are, are listening to that different, but that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, there shouldn't be any obstacle that you're not willing to go over if you really want it enough. You know, and that's well. Like when you hear players stepping away, like one, some of the talk is that the training is too intense at the minute, and then you read that. <laughs> then but there was another interview with Katrina uh, recently where she was saying that she used to ring her coach Joe Doonan on a Sunday evening to find out what training she had to do for the following week, and he'd tell her like, "This is what you're to do in the next seven days or whatever," and uh, he she would do far more, and he didn't know that she was doing. If he if if he said run ten miles, she'd run. 12, Twelve or thirteen miles, class. Yeah, that was just the type of. Her you see that that that's it. And and while, do you know what actually? And came from the Paul Brady interview that you done that that I was listening to, and and he was uh, he was talking about how he'd go to Africa at the end of the season and take four to six weeks, you know, over there. And 
that probably, uh, you know, if, if there is one excuse for a county player is that it doesn't end. It goes from county to club right back to county. There's no four to six week window in there where they're doing absolutely nothing. So maybe maybe there is a, a, a point now where either Crow Park enforces it or maybe managers need to take the lead on this one and just say, do you know what? Until January, we're not doing a tap. You can look after yourself. Keep yourself in good shape. Do do your bits. But that's what Dublin do. Um, yeah. But Jim, the first thing Jim Gavin does, they come back, he doesn't contact anyone until <coughs> the 1st of January. Then you get contacted and they send you for one of these DEXA scans, which measures your bone density and all that stuff. And it's up to you to have kept yourself in good nick over the winter. Yeah. And right. nobody wants to come back and spend the spring on the bench or even get dropped off the panel if they're in bad shape. And the lads do it. And I mean, that's that's what I mean by you have a fella saying it's easy to be an elite athlete when you don't have to... No, it's it's no it's easier. Well. You want to keep yourself in good shape. You can do that no matter where and, you are. And and don't get me wrong. Look at whatever whatever the manager is asking you to do. It's like it's like when you know you were asked to go out and play a corner back and you were a corner forward and you were going vexing. I don't want to play. You go out and you do it. You just got to do what the manager wants you to do because it's everybody has different opinions on on what's best, what's best practice. But if you want it enough, you know that the manager is the gate for you to get on to the team to achieve what you want to achieve. So you do whatever he asks you to do. And that's, currently there's not enough players doing what they're asked to, to do. And that's, it, it's a problem. It's something that needs solving in some way. And I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but maybe raising the profile of the county players and, and releasing a panel or, or giving them a nod when they finish their career, a big standing ovation in front of a, a large crowd these things might help it a wee bit. Might help encourage players. Yeah, yeah. That's part of changing the culture too. Definitely. Um, that's all we have time for on the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. As I said, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan where you have the Paul Brady interview from last week. If you haven't heard it, just subscribe and, 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 and pull out again after if you want, but it's worth hearing. But you'll also hear Declan Coyle um, this weekend on the Die Hard service. So really worth the $5 a month or just as a nice little gift for that Cavan person, whether, he, whether he's or she is anywhere around the world world or in Cavan they'll enjoy keeping up to date with all of the local GA news on the Die Hard service um, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast and hope you enjoy your Christmas shopping yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Cavan nice was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time and then the over the lap and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>